There's a story I want to tell you. It has to do with an old tree, a small patch of ashes, and the mystery of gravity. Did you know you can get lost in the woods looking for the end of a story? Are you guys tree people? Do you, uh, well, I'm looking for a beech tree. Uh, you haven't seen an unusual beech tree around here. Unusual as in what? The branches kind of reach out and they over and they go down to the ground. I've seen that out here. I have the small green pouch of ashes with me again. Oh, I know which one. Yeah. I know which one she's talking about. It's the one that if you keep going down this little trail, to the top of the ridge. Yeah. It's up it's up yeah. there? It's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 yeah, maybe really a quarter mile up. L let me just draw it for you over here. And this is north. East. He's drawing a map into the ground with a stick. Once you come up around here. Except I'm terrible with maps. And right over here is your tree. That I think it's the tree that you're looking for. Lenny and Nan live in a small house by the river. It was early one spring afternoon, and we were sitting around their kitchen table, and I was just wondering aloud about what to work on next. A small project that would start to pull me back into the stream of things. It's like that after a long illness. Nan told me I should interview her friend Wolfgang, because Wolfgang started to garden in very old age, and he likes to talk about the feel of earth moving through his hands. It seemed like a simple enough idea to make a short audio portrait about an old gardener, but in the beginning, I really didn't understand very much. Yeah, I mean, maybe you have to go back to some of the older forms of relationships, including some aspects of paganism. Did he say paganism? Because, you know, the, the earth was sacred. Most scientists say, well, uh, Cucumber or radish. And he really wasn't doing all that much gardening. You, 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 you decide for me. As a matter of fact, I was reading a book on that the heart is really the basic organ of, of humanity, not the head. Because head things are always dualistic. Uh, but in, in the heart, everything is, is, is one. Peas or cucumber? Uh. Well, he's always telling me that um, he wants me to see a fairy. He can recognize people as fairies. He almost is an imaginary person old. Like, I don't feel that when you see him that he looks like he even belongs in this time period. He reminds me of a gnome. There is something otherworldly about him. 
He's small and thin, about the size of a nine or ten-year-old. He wears a long, rumpled raincoat and wool cap. I've seen him in the library, in one of the stuffed chairs, snoozing or nibbling on a Hershey bar, with an encyclopedia of philosophy open on his lap. The year I was sick, when I had enough energy, I would sit and look out the window. That state of being, it's like you're on another small planet, far off in the distance. When I meet up with Wolfgang in the garden, though, I'm starting to come back to life. I have eyebrows again. Wolfgang, what's that growing in the corner there? This? I don't know. Is that the shame of this? In the middle of the garden, there's an arbor where we usually sit on Wednesday evenings. This is our decadence. Wolfgang wants to talk about the decadence of consumer culture and speculate about the return of the divine feminine. He's been reading books about the healing power of trees and life after death. I learned that he was a freelance illustrator when he was younger, that he grew up in Berlin as an only child, and that he and his parents managed to get themselves out of Nazi Germany and then resettle in Detroit. But the thing I'm actually most interested in is the orbit around Wolfgang. Uh, Lenny and Nan. Zeke. I'm in there. Tara. Marion. Dale. And myself. I think that's the core. And this surprises me, because in all the years I've seen him around town, I just assumed he was totally alone. We get him oranges, apples. That's Jesse. Prunes. His friends take him shopping to doctor's appointments. Hummus, peanut butter. For walks in the woods. Dimplemeyer bread. I'm not sure it would have occurred to me to take care of him. And sometimes last will ask for Fig Newtons. I've just come from a year where I was taken care of a lot by friends and family, some of whom even moved in for a while. I don't even know how I would have managed without them. But he has no one, no blood relations. He doesn't have a child or a sister. There's no one. We're his de facto family. I kind of think like, like that we're it, the, the, the people that are with him now, that we have to you know, learn how to pace ourselves with him and discern between what's an emergency and what's just loneliness. Loneliness. I do know it. Even when you have a lot of people who love you and are looking after you like I had, sometimes it's just you. A solitary planet. It's one of those icy gray February mornings when Wolfgang and I visit the conservatory of the botanical gardens. Yeah. 
inside it's warm and lush and green. It's the first time I hear Wolfgang talk about his tree. This one there, is that a beach? It is not a beach. We do have beach, but they are all in the cold frames for uh -huh. the winter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You see, there are some very interesting beaches in one of the parks. Uh, uh, I think I've seen it one time, but it looks uh, uh, almost like the, the branches go back into the, the soil. And, oh, where the branches have been trained. Yeah. Uh, I know exactly. Yeah. I, I don't know the name yeah. of the park myself, but I know the uh, trees. I did. Uh, I want to be very... <laughs> There what? I say, in the woods, I like to be buried there. You'd like to be buried in the woods? Well, yeah, I, well, I mean, I want, I want to go to the woods and feel good and then sit down and go. And just go. <laughs> or or if, if I can, you know, do my ashes spread over the woods. And right. It's very, very unorthodox. It is a little unorthodox, <laughs> yeah. Uh, he said that forever, that his wish would be to go off on a walk and sit down under a tree and pass away in peace. And I think we all really would love it to end up exactly how he imagines it. That would be his dream ending. It's early spring when Wolfgang and I pull into a city park where he thinks he remembers seeing the beech tree. I've pictured an enchanted woodland forest, like a scene from one of Wolfgang's pen and ink drawings, the kind of place where gnomes and wood sprites would live. But the park is actually about 50 yards from the expressway. What do you see here, Wolfgang? It always looks like a beach, but... Uh, uh. What about that? Do you see that arch there? Yeah. Is that, is that a beach tree? No. Should we go down here yeah, a little bit? Wolfgang's closest friends call themselves the Wolf Pack. It's a loose group of about six or eight that shifts as people come and go. Lenny, Nan and Tara are steady in the center. There's always one summer potluck in the garden. You've got an old pair of glasses on today. How come? That's Nan. These are reading She's glasses. trying to figure out why Wolfgang's not wearing the right glasses. You're not supposed to walk around in reading glasses. <laughs> Nan takes care of paying Wolfgang's bills and cooks him pureed vegetarian soup. I think I really need to get those glasses and get them shortened. These glasses so they're not slipping off his face. Yeah, I think that's what it is. That's Lenny. When Lenny was a sophomore in college, he took a class called the Psychology of Aging. He was assigned to visit an elderly person, which was Wolfgang. That was almost 30 years ago. Now Lenny and his wife Nan are Wolfgang's emergency medical contacts. Short folks in the front. Tara asked me to take a photograph. The group gathers around Wolfgang flanked by giant stalks of broccoli and sunflowers. You got us all? Uh-huh. This circle around Wolfgang, what explains all this generous caregiving for this one old man for so many years? I think we probably must have known each other in a past life and were revisiting and continuing 
maybe it was just the fact that there was this cute little old man, like, standing in my doorway. Maybe it was karma. His friends say they're getting a lot back from Wolfgang, too. Nan admits it feels good to be adored, even when she forgets to call Wolfgang. No matter what I do, he just thinks I'm amazing. For Lenny, it goes back to when he first met Wolfgang as a young man. Lenny was struggling with a profound shift in his life and starting to move away from the expectations his family had set out for him. You could even describe it as a path from the mind to the heart, in a way. Wolfgang listened and encouraged Lenny. It's like finding someone pulling out a a thorn from your foot. You just feel so indebted to that person. But I also start to notice the whole project is pretty makeshift and fraught. Here's this person who has memory loss, failing eyesight, a lifelong problem with hearing, and anxiety and worry. Sometimes I think, well, we have this little house. If we squeeze together, could could, could we be the ones to take him in for his last years, you know? We thought... We need to get him connected with this geriatric clinic. But even now, when I sit in the clinic talking to these practitioners who have been trained in all of the stuff about how someone's managing, it's like falling on deaf ears. Like Wolfgang is just not going to be washing his clothes every day. He's not going to change them every day. And he's not going to take a bath every day. And you tell that to somebody in in the clinic and they look at you like you're crazy. Well, when you spend time with Wolfgang, like... I mean, he enjoys it, but he's always trying to get us to stay a little longer and a little longer and a little longer. I'm on the shopping schedule now. I guess that means I've joined the wolf pack, at least a little. A couple times a month, I bring over a few groceries to Wolfgang's small apartment and subsidize senior housing. His little arms always fly up with an enthusiastic welcome. We might talk for a bit about one of Wolfgang's philosophical interests, But inevitably, the conversation slides into his worries about his forgetfulness, his medications, and his doctor's appointments. One day, Wolfgang wants to play me his favorite piece of music, Beethoven's Sonata, Opus 109. He holds his hearing aid box right up to the little speaker on the CD player his friends got for him, and we sit and listen. The year I was sick, I think most of what I did was listen. I was in bed, on my stomach, because weirdly, it just took too much energy to lie on my back. I felt like I was disappearing, I was so thin. The sounds of voices in the house, down the stairs or through the walls, felt like a tether holding me in my life. My husband on the phone, sharing my medical update. My son, playing with his fire trucks. Blow out your candles, Wolfgang. Woo! Very good. 
I don't know how many years ago I started giving him a hug. I just felt like he needed to be touched. Right before we're about ready to go, Nan will come right up to him and bend down because he's short. She kind of like leans in and scoops him up. But then when she stands upright, he's probably six inches off the ground. I mean, I'm not a tall person, but he's so light. You know, Wolfgang is airborne for maybe a good minute. The first time she did it, I thought, what are you doing? You're going to hurt the guy. When I hug you, Wolfgang, and lift you up off the ground, she's asking about when I give you a big hug. It's very relaxing. Do you have a name for it? Transference of vital energy. I think that's it. It is. It's like a, a hearty transfer of energy. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Ah. There is some kind of transfer between caregiver, care receiver, and back again, and it does lift us up. And maybe that's why I'm watching this all so closely. But there's a heaviness that we pass back and forth, too. It's hard, all this caring and being cared for. Tara and Nan are on the phone for hours each week, trying to arrange doctor's appointments and rides, spelling it all out for Wolfgang. But then Wolfgang forgets and starts calling doctors out of worry, and things fall apart. The last season in the garden. We can make two rows. Tara and Wolfgang are leaning over his garden bed to plant. Okay, here goes lettuce. But then... Who's taking a little doctor? A little doctor take a taxi. Well, Wolfgang, you shouldn't go to the doctor by yourself. Huh? I thought I was taking you, yeah, but now everything it. got changed. Yeah. Everything got changed around. I don't even know when your appointments are. Yeah. It's easier if Nan or me take yeah. you to the doctor ourselves rather than you getting all confused with your appointments and rides. Yeah. I, That's worse for us. Yeah. That, that, that is what causes us to feel stressed out. But we don't mind. <laughs> Wolfgang, let's not talk about this anymore. <laughs> I so can't. a fall outside his apartment, there are no very good answers. None of us here know if he's even going to be able to walk after this. What's that? I'm just trying to get a sense of how much we need to be there. I'm saying that I've been there a lot and therefore I'm feeling guilty when I'm not and he's in pain because no one was there to say please do something different the pond outside of hospice is so sweet to look at that you almost don't notice the generator groaning from the parking lot. 
The fresh air is a relief from all the worry and from Wolfgang's bouts of delusion and agitation. Wolfgang is slumped and bundled up in his wheeling walker seat. Yeah. Wolfgang! Mm-hmm. Did you see the kind of flowers I put in your lapel? I got so many flowers. What did he just say? He said, oh, I have so many lady friends now. Around the bend, there's a nice patch of sun. Wolfgang, just lift your feet up. I'm going to move you so you're in the sun. So just lift your feet up and I'm going to roll you. Yeah. <laughs> okay, go that way. Oh, this is better in the sun. Oh, this is awesome. Does that feel good? Each day, Wolfgang drifts farther and farther away. His eyes are closed. His face is sunken. Lenny and Nan hold Wolfgang's small hands into the early morning. They sing to him from an old Cat Stevens record. Right up until... At the last note of that song, he has that last breath. Nan and I... I mean, we just looked at each other and just thought, wow, he, he, just, he just did that. He just died. He just, and I suppose tears were coming for us, us both. And then it was just kind of like one of us looked up and said, well, I suppose we should get the nurse. The group gathers around Wolfgang's body to say goodbye and place a couple things in his pockets, an acorn, a small bar of milk chocolate, I choose to go and sit by Wolfgang's garden bed instead. I sit for hours by myself, listening. After Wolfgang's memorial service and potluck, Nan gives everyone in his circle a pouch with some of Wolfgang's ashes. It's a small green tissue paper pouch tied with a little twine and a tiny copy of one of Wolfgang's ink drawings of a forest. The pouch is surprisingly heavy, like a soft, dense plum. Wolfgang liked to say, there's no objectivity, only relationships. That's what he told me right after we first met when I found him in the library with an encyclopedia open to the entry on gravitation. And maybe there's some truth there. I planned to be an observer when I started this piece. This pouch of ashes, though, it's dizzyingly intimate. What do you do with something like this? I'm feeling like veering that way won't help us. Yeah, okay. 
And so Tara and I set out on three different expeditions. We get lost, we get cold, and we get wet. Well, shucks. Yeah, I don't think this is it. Doesn't seem like it. Doesn't seem very beachy over here. And we're about to give up. Oh, shit. Is that it? Oh, my God. I just cussed into the microphone. Oh, my God. You can't be serious. It's been right here. 70? It's right here. This is an amazing beach. Wow. It's amazing. It's amazing. It is a beautiful tree. Sorry, I cussed. Smooth. Soft gray bark, just like Wolfgang said. Yeah, look at it. It's like fleshy. It's nice to pat. And it's right by the expressway. The magical branches Wolfgang talked about, it's just one skinny branch. But that branch does what Wolfgang described. It pulls back down toward the ground and also up. Would I have even noticed the tree if we hadn't been trying to find it? Well, Steph, you know what's funny? It's like waiting to receive him. That's what it feels like right now. It's just been waiting. (laughs) There are nooks and hollows in the tree. I feel like down in here. Oh, here's a nice little... Oh, that's really nice. And we open the pouch and release him into the tree. 